Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. All the time. I said the Lord is good. Amen. If you believe that, give me a warm amen. Amen. All right, let's quickly take our declaration of understanding and then we'll take our seats. Then we'll do a bit of uh, teaching and then we'll rise up again to pray. All right, one, two, let's go. Now I declare the Lord has given me this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him and I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. Amen. If you believe that, give me an amen. Amen. Uh, let's take our seats. The Lord is good. All the time. Uh, today, what I have um, in my heart, which I feel that the Lord wants us to pray about, it's um, divine protection for us, for our families, for everything that concerns us. And I just want to remind us briefly, again, that prayer is not a hard thing. What is prayer? Prayer is... Um, What's prayer? Yeah, can somebody tell me what it is? I don't want to hear talking to God. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I know that. Oh, yeah, who wants to tell me something? Yeah, um, Joseph said he's pulling down the will of God. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh-huh. Another way of putting it, pulling down the will of God. Man of God, say something. Let me know whether you're, whether you're telling them the truth in church or you're deceiving them. <laughs> Because if you can't tell what prayer is, I will ban you from passing that church for the next one month. What do you want to tell them, your members? If you can't tell us, do you get my point? Say, man of God, preaches like seven times a week. <laughs> ah, you're laughing. Ask him now. How many times a week do you preach? Seven. You think it's lazy people like us? These are the real hard... I mean... Okay, so what... Just to remind us, what is prayer? Prayer is essentially giving God our authority... To do his will on the earth. That's what prayer is. That's the summary of it. That is the summary of it. It's giving God our authority so that he might do his will on the earth. And the basis is because he says the heavens are the heavens of the Lord. The earth he has given to the sons of men. That is, God gives authority. For example, if you come to my house, I'm the chief priest in the house. I'm the doorkeeper in the house. I have final authority in that house. Alright? Before God can bless my children, he has to ask my permission. He has to. He can't just walk in and start blessing them. Are they his children? They are my own. He gave them to me. I hope you are getting my point. Yeah, that's the truth. Until they stand on their own, I have so much power in their lives. So much power. That God will see them die. He will not be able to do anything. He will be looking at me and say, what do I do? I have to say to him, save him. Save her. Before he can do anything. Do you get my point? Otherwise, the child will get into trouble. We die and they say, what happened? Say, well. I said, look, but you were there watching. I said, I waited for Banky to ask me to do something. And he refused. So I held my power and I waited until it was too late. Why? The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. The earth he has given to the sons of men. So you must understand how, how power and authority, how they are. 
Once God gives it, once God gives it, alright, he has to look to the person and say, what do you want me to see? Sometimes you have to consciously give back to the Lord that which he has given you. I hope you know that it's important. Who gave Hannah? Samuel. Then she took Samuel and gave back to the Lord. Who gave Isaac to Abraham? Then he took Isaac and gave to the Lord. That's something we must understand. So God gives you something. You have power over it. He gives you money. You have power over it. He gives you your body. You have power over it. You can do any nonsense you like with it. You can do any good you like with it. So, but what he asks you is this. It's simple. Present your bodies as what? A living sacrifice. So we now carry the body and give to him. And say, Lord, take. Instruct us concerning what we will do with it. So he says, fine. Then he begins to give you instructions. The way life starts is that God gives you something. Then you now start laying it down by yourself deliberately. Even the life of Jesus was not taken from him by force. He laid it down by himself. He said, I have power to lay it down. I could have refused to lay it down. So what is prayer? Prayer is a process by which we lay down our will so that the will of God may be done. Just like we heard earlier, is the way by which we invoke the will of God so that it might be established on the earth. That's what prayer is. So it says something like this. Thy will be done on earth as it is. People say as it is being done in heaven. That's a supply that is not accurate. What he said is that thy will be, be done on earth as it is in heaven. He that comes to God must believe that what? He is. So being is, it means exists. So that will be done on earth as it exists in heaven. So in heaven, his word is settled. In heaven, his will is written, is recorded. I come in the volume of the books, it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O oh my God. So his will is written in the volume of the books. So that which is written in heaven must now be effected on the earth. First way, or first step is by us yielding our authority. That prayer is very important. Not my will, but yours be done. Because I can do my will. I can do my will. But I say, no, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. One of the greatest blessings in your life, or this is when God wants to bless people, he blesses them in the place in which they lay down their wills for his own will. Bear that in mind. That is where blessing is locked. That's where blessing is concentrated. In the laying down of your will, in the laying down of my will, for the will of God to be done. And listen, laying down your will is not like, let me give you an example now. You don't have any money to eat, and God has plenty of money. And as I lay down my hunger that you might give me food. That is nothing. <laughs> I hope you're getting my point. That one you never start. You know what is called really laying down of the will? The cross is hard. You know, I like to give the example of um, what's the name of this our woman again? Catherine Kuma. Catherine Kuma married a man that God said, that's not my will. It's a long story about it. God never recognized her marriage for one moment. She was married to that guy for like zip, five or six years. Yeah. And God was just looking like you're on your own. 
Yes, God, that was looking at you. You know, Jesus said to one woman, you have, you have had how many husbands? He didn't say seven. Somebody said seven husbands. He said, you have had five husbands. Now, this is the point. The one you now have is not your own. That's it. Jesus said that, <laughs> said that to Catherine Kuma. He said, this one you have is not your husband. Catherine Kuma testified. She used to call the man Mr. We don't really know his name. He said, at the point in time, I loved Mr. more than I loved God. It was not in doubt. But her life froze. Her life froze for all those years. And then she understood what the Spirit was saying. So the day she left his house, that day she died. Oh, no, it was death for her. It wasn't a joke. Now, let me say something to you. When she married him, first, the whole church said no. Because the man was married before. His wife left under suspicious circumstances. In fact, many people say that, or they said that, she left because of his relationship with Catherine Coleman. She was a single lady, a preacher. He was a married pastor. Do you understand? So after some time, the man's wife left him. So he used to argue that she left, so he's free. But God is looking at God doing her. I, I hear. So she. So the point I'm making is that in marrying him. Everybody, the whole church left Catherine Kuman behind. Her friends left her. Her associates left her. In fact, the day of the wedding, she changed her mind. That no, I can't go ahead with it anymore. But there was nowhere to turn to. Because when she made up her mind, she was marrying him. Everybody left. She went to the wedding by herself. And she was a well-loved person surrounded by people. All those people that surrounded her said, this one you are doing. Sis, you are your own. So she left. So they all left. Said just before the wedding, she her heart failed her. Her liver failed her. But she had no one else to turn to. They were all gone. I think her closest friend left just before there. This was friends that was stuck with her till the end. Now what I'm trying to say, so you understand that this was the only person he, she now had. That was the only person she had. So one day she got up told the man, I'm going. And I was like, what? He said, all these days I've married you. The Holy Spirit that left me, that is, as soon as I enter your house, Holy Spirit stayed outside. That, at that day she made up her mind, she either lives for God or lives for Mr. So she decided that she was going to live for the Lord. And she knew what the Spirit was saying. So she packed a briefcase and told the man, bye-bye. And she took a train and forgot to where, not knowing where she would go from there. And she never saw him again. Till she died, they never saw again. He never wrote her. She never wrote him. They never spoke. They did not talk on the phone. She just walked away. So only one day, she got a Christmas card. Just a normal card. And the sign, just somebody signed it, Mr. That's the only communication for the rest of their lives. I hope you're getting my point here. Now, she said something that, listen, because the power of God was so heavy in her life. At the point that she looked back and wondered what happened. And she said that she doesn't believe that she was the first person God chose for the assignment. She believed, now she may have been wrong, but this was that she said she believed. She believed that God chose a man first. But the man was not willing to pay the price. And then God found her available. Now that, that, that's where I'm going. He said because at that time she was nothing. So she had no pride, no arrogance, nothing. That anything God said she would do. Do you understand? She didn't have money. 
She didn't have people. She had no plan, no future. Let's even like this, no past. <laughs> when I say it's not like, okay, let me go back to my house. There's nowhere. So she, she looked at God and said, here is nothing. If you can use nothing, go ahead. So God said, fine. And then God began to use her. <laughs> she said that she had not, there was no bragging, no pride, nothing. I'm telling this story because when she left, she laid down her will. That the will of God might be done. The only reason she took that action was because she said, the will of God in my life must be done. Listen, the place of prayer, the first thing about prayer is to kill yourself. You know what I say? When you are going to pray, take a knife. No, no not a physical knife. Or don't go. Are you getting my point? Just cut your own throat. No, not physically. Because people will hear you wrongly now. Say, Pastor Frank, somebody's dead here. He listened to you then. What that means is that when you go to a place of prayer, it's a place that you know when you come back, you're not the same person that went there. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, you're not the same person that went in there. You come back dead. Each time you pray, you leave something behind. If you listen to Derek Prince in that area, he wasn't talking about prayer, but it would be a very nice message titled Progressive Commitment. That is that each time you get close to God, something drops away from you. The more you, you, know, you approach unto him, the less you have on you. Until you get closest in which you have nothing. The only thing you have is God. So what is prayer? Prayer is the process by which we lay down that will. There's nothing about our lives that God didn't think about first and did not plan concerning and did not issue a word concerning. What do you do in the place of prayer? You say to him, that word which you have issued, let it be done. One major problem with our teaching on faith over time was that we used faith to acquire, not to lay down. The first thing faith does for you is to help you lay self down. That's what faith does. It helps you kill yourself. People will go to God and say, I mean, that's how, that's how a lot of teachings of faith was. Now, if you want this, you do this, you do this, you do that. Actually, that's not what faith is. Faith is to go there and say, Lord, I don't want to want anything apart from what you want me to want. What I was wanting before, I want it no more. Things I used to want, I want them no more. The things I used to want, I want them no more. The things I used to want, I want them no more. There's a great change since I met the Lord. I hope you're getting my point. <laughs> that is the things I used to want. But what we have these is people who want money. Then they give their lives to Christ so that God can give them money. They sell themselves to God. Say, God, I'm worth like 2.5 billion. Take and give me money. That's not Christianity. So, you know, you've heard this criticism they used to give the name it and claim it gospel. You've heard that thing before? Faith was called what? Name it and claim it. Now, ah, how do I say this? The critics, there was a reason why they were that critical. And that's because many times, faith people, that's all we did. We looked around, looking for what to name. You go to the car shop area, looking at, the guy doesn't have anything in his pocket. She's like this, you know, the plan, you know, get. Just my God can do anything. My God can do it. So which one is the most expensive car in your shop? And the guy shows him one brand new, maybe a maker, maybe a Land Cruiser. How much is that? And when you are pricing like that, they think you have money. I've done it before. One day I went to a car shop. No, no, not, not faith thing. I really, 
I actually went to a car shop because I wanted to buy a car. But I went to a wrong shop. And I went to price the car with my wife. It's a wrong shop. Why was the shop wrong? The cars were too expensive. I remember that the girl, one of the sales girls, she was laughing. I know because I know me, I know they pretend. <laughs> I said, look, my money never come, but what is the price of the car? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Around Larry she two motors in Lagos. They sold only brand new cars. So you walk. I said, they don't, oh, so they don't, they keep us in. Now let's walk in. <laughs> we walked in. Began to price. So I told the young lady there, I said, don't worry. My check never clear. The thing never, the young woman was laughing. I said, one day, one day, we shall do Terminator. I'll be back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So people do that. They go to funny places, start when I get home, now take a picture of the card, you tell it's in that 55 million. Now go and download from the internet, put it on the screen. I claim it. In the name of Jesus, I'm seeing it. As I'm seeing it, it's becoming real. Let me tell you the easiest way to use faith. Take the picture, put it on the wall. Father, I lay it down. I don't want again. No doubt your faith works like that. Instant you see results. I'm telling by next day you see the results. Say, Lord, this car, I wanted to take my attention. I rip it off the wall. I squeeze it. I throw the picture into the furnace. I command it to burn. And it will burn. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I quieten my soul. I quieten my soul. Life is in stages, Bishop Boydepo will say. Men are in sizes. He said, leave your size by time. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Also means I can try from here to Obete through Christ that strengthens me. So I only want to fly to Obete alone. No. Except you are willing to walk there. You will not have the faith to fly there. The first assignment of faith is not to grab. The first assignment of faith is to give. To lay down. To give up. Give up something. I don't mean to give up in life. I mean to give something up. That's the first assignment of faith. God didn't just say to Abraham, oh yeah, I'm going to give you a son. No, he said, leave your father's house. Or oh, you think he started with, eh, come and see money. Abraham, money, say money, say pounds, say dollar, say euro. I've been to church before, people say, money, come. They will not say, peace, come. You need to say, peace, come first. In fact, you don't need to call money to come. Money will come in this time. What you need mostly is for peace to come into your heart. I hope you are getting my point. First thing God asks of Abraham, which is a sign of his faith, come, come out of your father's house. Leave your fine buildings. Pack a tent. From now on, you'll be living in tents. And he never went back to build houses till he died. We don't remember that. We are so concerned, but Abraham got Isaac by working with God. And as he was... Why do we talk like that sometimes? I listened to, my wife was listening to David Paulson this morning, and I heard, I stumbled into it, and two of us are laughing. David Paulson said, this is an aside, this is an aside, this is an aside, this is an aside. Just like it was a joke this morning, we had laughed very well. He said that, why do people talk like this? As we come for this fellowship this morning, Lord, we have come into your presence. Now, you now give the history that that tone of talking was a way to speak those days so that your voice could echo, so they would hear you at the back of the hall. So they were trained to talk like that. It was a training. It was not a form of worship. 
It was the way you spoke with a tone so that the hall could vibrate and pass your voice down. So why do you still do it now that you have <laughs> microphone? Which one did you say? He said, how many children have you seen that they jam their hand in the wall? And they say, Daddy, I think my hand is pinned here. Rush quickly and help. <laughs> he said, why do you have a special tone of voice with which you talk to the Lord? <laughs> the Lord is good. That's an aside. Like I said, that's just a joke. You know, this morning we had a very good laugh in the house. <laughs> in fact, I went to listen to the message today, but I, I was busy with another one. All right. what's, the name of, what, what's the title of that message? I think they, they paralyzed church or something like that. Yes. They paralyzed church. You can listen to it. It's a very nice message. You'll be blessed by it. Now, so what, what are we saying? The first thing about faith is that in the place of prayer, the, the first thing about faith and prayer, of course, is that we give things up by it. We give up our anxieties. We give up things that worry us. That's what faith does. We give things up. If you see when Paul was teaching about this, in that Philippians chapter 4. He said, don't have any anxiety about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let what? Your request be made known unto God. What's the first thing God gives you? The peace of God which passes all understanding. What is prayer? It's a place in which you lay down your will for the will of God to be done. It's a place in which you inv- we, we invoke the will of God upon the earth. That's what prayer is. So you cannot pray effectively. Finish it for me. Unless you know the will of God. Unless you know the will of God. You can't have effective prayer without the knowledge of the will of God in your heart. Now what is the will of God? It is not, I want to throw this thing up. Will it fall on the left or on the right? That's not what they call the will of God. Even though God makes the decision. But that's not what the Bible said in that context. What is the will of God? It is that which God has revealed, which he has given to us, packaged in the scriptures. That is the will of God. So when you want to pray, now back to it, you pray that will. That's what prayer is. You take that will of God and pray it. Christians have, you know, I said it before, modern Christians, we do too much praying with cacophony. We, We talk too much. I'm sorry to say this, we shout too much. We say things that have no meaning. Listen, all of you who lead prayer, whichever, pastor, man of God, I'm talking to you, answer me now. Uh Uh-huh. If you want Christians to pray on the same matter, make sure they are all saying the same thing. Give them what to say. If I'm leading prayer and we are going to pray on different things, like now, begin to pray about your needs. You can say different things. But if you want to pray about the next election, which, has, which concerns all of us, if you want to pray about peace in the nation, which concerns all of us, if you want to pray about prosperity for the land, which concerns all of us, if you want to pray for the church, which concerns all of us, then please, let's use the same words. The same words. Exactly the same words. Don't speak is when I'm saying was. Don't say why when I was saying ah. Don't say come when I'm saying go. Let's use exactly the same words. The problem we have is that we we like plenty talk. The Bible says God is in heaven. You are on earth. For that reason, what did he say? 
let's say, was, don't say the one that will get into trouble. All prayers must be in agreement. Once it involves more than one person, we must be in agreement. A major reason why we have not solved many of the problems in the world, let's, talk, let's narrow it down to Nigeria, in our country, one major reason why we have not solved our problems is that when Christians pray, they pray, oh, too much disagreement. In fact, God has to start weeding the people he will listen to. So what he has done now is so as to reduce disagreement. He has grouped some people say, look, when people are praying about the country, I don't want to hear their voices. So when they start, they just shut those ones inside the, inside the container. They don't know. They have been praying behind themselves. God says, I'm not listening. Because I want to hear some people. As a matter of fact, look at this next election now. You, you, you've heard pastors talking nonsense everywhere. Yeah, the rubbish coming from their mouths is so annoying. And they don't learn any lesson. I don't know why human is this stubborn, mules and, you know, that's how they, pro- oh, they not prophesying a few years ago. Eight years ago, we remember the prophecies. I saw Jonathan coming back. You know why? They wanted Jonathan back. Do you know why? His name was Jonathan, the friend of David, the ancestor of Jesus Christ. So he will love the church. That, that's all. They didn't care whether the man did bad or good. See, your name is what? Jonathan, that's all. And people like Muhammad Buhari, hey, your first is even Muhammad. Ah, Buhari. All kinds of things. Son of the bond servant. They didn't want. Nobody went to read scripture or prayer to say, God, what exactly are you saying? And listen to me, you have to be careful. Stop being specific on what God is not specific about. Except by special revelation, which 99.999% of Christians don't have. So there's no need for me to even say it. There's no need. We are praying for the election coming up. There are things, we prayed about it last week or two weeks ago. Yes. There are things we read in scripture. Give us rulers that will rule in righteousness. He that rules over men must rule in justice and righteousness. David taught us that one. We asked for him, such a person. God had told us, entreat the Lord for the land's sake. For the, the place I'm sending you into, an, into as exiles. So we entreat the Lord that God, the person that will do us good, who entrench righteousness and justice. He did not say we should pray for leaders so that we can lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. He said we should pray that the rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous. So we use those things to pray that God will give us good leaders and we ask for mercy because you know the truth? We don't deserve it really as a country. So why, why, why is that Christians have not been to solve a lot of things? They don't even know what God is doing. They can't interpret. I told you I got to my house the other day. I didn't know. It was after, last week Friday. I got home. My wife was not with us here during the Bible study. So when I got home, she was at home. As I entered the bedroom, she put on a video. And I heard a man of God say, I have news for all you. Is it bandits or terrorists? Or jihadists in this country? You know, I was so angry. Do I look like I love jihadists? Do I want jihadists to prosper? Yet, I was so angry that I didn't know when I snatched the phone from my wife, put off the message, and flung the phone. I didn't intend to throw it. I wanted to just throw it far away from me. It bounced, bounced on the bed and fell on the other end of the bed. Thank God the floor is rugged. She looked like, man of God, what is going on? You won't break my phone. For the next five minutes, I was ranting. I said, what is wrong with this man? Is this the problem we have? You know, we were just coming from Bible study where Christians were cheating. <laughs> we're hearing about Christians who steal, Christians who, st- who cheat, Christians who devise evil. 
People that by their actions, the Bible says the Lord hates them. And you're having news for terrorists. I said, do they look like the problem God has? Because I don't care about the terrorists. I know what I will do when their time will come. The time of their judgment is coming. What about my children that scheme on the scale? That have a different scale for buying, a different one for selling. Something that God hates. What about Christians who sell 10 liters of fuel? Or you pay for 10 liters and they deliver to you 8.5. That 1.5 will never bless them. Anything they do with that extra, God will collect it. Except by special intercession, fourfold. I said, we have not addressed those people. I'm not saying so. That's why the church really has not been able to solve many problems. Because when they come to prayer, most of the time they are not even praying right. They are praying in anger. I love the people of Israel for one thing. They knew how to pray. At least, no, the Bible recorded the prayers that were good. <laughs> if you defeated them in battle, they never went to God in prayer to say, hmm, the people of I, they think they are strong. Our God is stronger. Every spirit in the city of I will die by fire. Every spirit that empowered them, the juju men firing them from behind, the balance prophesying against us, we cancel you, we destroy you. Oh, yeah, everybody, let's go back to work with the war. Do you know what have happened? They will go again, they will kill more people. If it's Nigerian Christians, that's modern Christians, we'll go back to prayer and say, hmm, we have prayed before, we have not prayed. Say, seven days fasting and praying is what we are going to do for our enemies to die. All the sons of the born woman that they want to take over, let them die. You know what Joshua did? Joshua went back home and fell before the presence of the Lord. Put his face in the ground and said, God, why did you give us... Oh, did you catch, catch that? Ah, ah, Lord, what's going on? So your inheritance ran from before their enemies. Lord, what happened? Then the Spirit of God spoke to them. There's an accursed thing in your midst. Akoske. What happened? Did I not tell you I placed everything in Jericho under the ban? You did. So why did you take from me? Ah, uh-uh, who did? They began to hunt inside until they found Achan and they removed their accursing from the midst of them. Then they went back to battle. They changed strategies. I know the reason why. To boost faith in the heart of the people. Because their confidence had died. First time they went to battle, and the city is not big, we'll go with 3,000 people. Next time they went, they went with 30,000 to overwhelm the enemies. But God could have saved by the few. So if he saved by the multitude, it was not the multitude that was the salvation. It was the repentance that happened between the loss in battle and the time they are going back. So that's why many times in Nigeria of today, our problems have not been solved. The church still thinks they have a particular person or group of people. As pro- their problem. They've not come to kneel down and say, God, what is going on here? How come your inheritance is being trampled on that foot by men? Because if they prayed like that instantly, you say your salt has lost its savour. The answer will just drop in your head. It's one reason why we have not been able to solve many of our problems. So we pray in discordance. There's no agreement. Because you have to agree with two, on two levels. One, you agree with yourselves. No, that's not one. That's two. But let's just mention it first. You agree amongst yourselves. And number two, you agree with God. You can't in agreement disagree with God. 
That agreement is called original disagreement. If all of us agree and disagree with God, we will fail ultimately. Yeah, that's the truth. We will fail ultimately. So what happens a lot of times, some Christians have insight, but majority of Christians don't. They will start twisting the scriptures because we are angry. If you like, let every Christian carry an AK-47. If God gives you over into the hands of your enemies, they will seek you. Our problem is not all of us don't have AK-47. That's not the problem. The problem is that why has God not delivered us? I hope you are getting my point here. So I was saying something. We have to pray in agreement. Anything that concerns all of us, we must pray in agreement. Look at this next election coming up. Please, please, there are things you must never see. God does not, in fact, one man was prophesying. Now, I'm not saying the Lord spoke to me. I'm not saying the Lord spoke by me. I'm just saying I heard one man prophesy. And he said that a young man, we are, now, none of these guys you know, apart from Sura is young, so don't, don't be thinking, these guys are all over 60, so leave that in. So, <laughs> so don't think I'm pointing at all these people that are there. I'm not pointing at anybody. And when I finish, you know I'm not pointing at anybody anyway. He said, a young man will arise. Now, please, I am not saying take this prophecy home. I also illustrate something. <laughs> I can't remember something now. <laughs> I will say it later. No, this streaming thing doesn't let me say everything I want to say. Doesn't let me say everything I want to say. I will say it later. But let's leave it. So I want to say what I want to say now. Just to illustrate the point. So that man was, I was watching him just, um, he said this a few years ago, but I saw the video a few days ago again. I think I had seen it before. And he said the Lord told him that he's going to raise a young man that would change the fortune of Nigeria. And that young man will arise from northern Nigeria. Uh, good. So I want all of you to feel bad. So that God can make you repent. So when I say young man, all of you don't they think somewhere. <laughs> all these old, old, let me not call names. We are streaming. All these old men that are competing on who's older. They are all old. The only one that is young amongst them that I know. There are two of them that seem a bit young. Most of you don't know one of them, but you know one. That guy is a troublemaker. If he wins election in Nigeria, I'm going to Ghana too. <laughs> I don't, if God wants to use that kind of person, I know that we're in trouble, that God wants to punish us. <laughs> the people that come into power just know Wala don't arrive. They swear him in. I said, Lord, can me and my friends go on mission for like six years <laughs> until this tenure is over? <laughs> so, now that's the only young one amongst them. So, this prophecy does not even look like it's referring to anybody you know. Now, okay, part of the thing I wanted to say, which I said, let me not say earlier, is that do you know Pastor Debakari prophesied the same thing long ago? He mentioned the state. He said he would come from Adamawa State. Do you remember that? Yes, he said that. He said this when he was still prophesying. Not now that he's running for office. When he was still prophesying. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll soon start prophesying. Yes, he will start, start again. The Lord is sending him back to that place. Those days when, when the born used to give us prophecies that all of us will be afraid. I watched him say it live. He says, thus says the Lord. That's what he told us. I was watching it live. That a man we are right, and he told, in fact, a lot of people voted for, they voted for Obasanjo because Atiku was r- running with Obasanjo that time. So, different professors. Now, what I'm going to say is that, so, leave what is in your mind. You cannot tell, God has not revealed to you, I know, don't pretend like he did. Who is going to win this next election? The person he has revealed to, he hasn't told people, some of us yet, he hasn't told you. 
because he knows you won't hear. There are things he wants to say, and you will not agree to hear. I'm even wondering whether I will vote self. I'm not telling you not to vote, too. but right now I'm confused. I don't know what the Lord is saying. I, I have my, you know the funny thing? Now, can, I, can I talk politics for 30 seconds? Don't worry, it's not bad, but it's good politics. What I want to talk about. All these people that share everybody out there. Someone says, who are you voting for? I say, have they campaigned? You're asking me who I will vote for, for people who have never campaigned. Don't be silly. None of them has campaigned. All they have been doing is negotiating how to win primaries. Some will go from one party to the other to get free tickets. One went to one party and kicked out one guy. The guy resigned, went and said that. Why I didn't ask? You know, all kinds of things. They've been jumping up and down. And some have been buying votes heavily. Some people buy delegates. Some people buy aspirants. You know, there are different ways. No, there are different ways to do this thing. Some people just be, be bribing delegates. Some say, why bribe delegates? I buy the aspirants. If I have some, I will not mention their name. Okay? They make aspirants, then buy the aspirants. They will just get up and say, okay, you, you will be an aspirant. Eh? Where will I see that kind of money? Say, go and pay. You finish paying. Say, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> this man has declared for presidency. Hey, hey, hey. In the day of election, he call, yeah? all my aspirants come and line up here. <laughs> that's politics. Now, this is what they, that's all they have been doing. They have not even talked to me yet. Say, vote for me. It's like in Enugu now. Somebody says, who will I vote for? There's nobody contesting the Enugu. Is there? Somebody in Enugu will primary and say, I thank you all. How can you thank us all? <laughs> you win primaries. You are thanking us all. Don't let me tell you what's in my mind. <laughs> That's what's going on in Enugu here now. Somebody will win primaries and say, no, I thank you all. I say, okay, don't worry, I'm coming. There's nobody contesting for office in Enugu now. There's no. They're not planning to contest. That's what I'm trying to say. There's no contest. And you're telling me who will I vote for. Now, that's my own small discussion. You see, I didn't mention anybody's name. You can't live here. Say, I don't, I don't know book like they say. But I tell you, but I said, they have not yet campaigned. I will not say anything. Now, maybe you, you are voting for them because of the shape of their nose. I don't know. And which you not like it to change unless somebody gives them a kick in the nose between now and the main election. I don't know. But the reason why I want to vote for people, I've been counting it for those who are close to me now. There are three reasons. Until I hear what you want to say on those three things, I'm not voting for you. There are three things that are important to me as, an Indi- as a Nigerian. You will address them. And I will hear. There are elections going on around me in the, you know, now, different, like this, different elections. You know? The first man that told me, said, ah, you vote for me. I said, ah, you are. Ah, no, good guy. I liked him. Then his opponent entered my office. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Ah, sir, you taught me in school. I did? Oh, okay. Then he started telling, what do you do now? He told me what he's doing right now. I said, oh my God, people like you, we need more of you in this country. Before he campaigned, I was, I was already campaigning for him. I said, eh, this is what you do now? He said, yes, sir. I said, then we need more of people like you in this country now. So what can I do for you? He said, sir, I'm running for this office. Ah, please, how many votes is my portion? Because you can take them now and be going. And that person saw me say, ah, you know, I'm running for another office, another office. I said, yes, so, ah, my guy. Then his opponent said, ah, have I seen you? I said, no. Ah, sir, I need to talk to you. Then what if he's talking? Let me just say something. This life, don't assume somebody's your friend, though. <laughs> but because all these other people, they, thought I, they, 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 they think I'm their friend. They want my vote on the basis of what? Friendship. When their opponents open their mouth, and I look like it would be unjust for me if I voted for my friend. I said, no. This is your opponent has my vote. Yes. 
why they explain to me why they are running for office and what they want to say. What is their life? What is they are telling the truth? I don't know now. I hope it's what you say to me. Now, this is an aside. I've not even sat down my issue now. So that's why all these people that have competed in Nigeria, I'm not listening to I'm, lo- I'm just looking at all of them like this. I'm not, nobody, as of today, I'm not promising anybody anything until you start talking and you give me reasons why I should follow you. Then I'll get up that day, go to the polling booth, and give you my vote for those reasons that I believe. A lot of people are very irrational in voting. They've not, okay, many people now, until I said it, that you've not thought about it. The Lord is good. Why did I say that? I know I said it too. So you don't know who you vote for. Yeah. So are you not praying? I'm praying. That's what I'm saying. How do I pray? We pray according to what? The will of God. We pray according to the will of God. If the church in Nigeria doesn't want to miss it again, because I realize they miss it again and again, they have to teach themselves how to pray according to the will of God and keep their political opinions away from this pulpit. I don't care how much you agree with your pastor. If he's preaching from this pulpit and telling you who to vote for, he's speaking against the will of God. I don't care how much you agree with him. One guy said something today, and I was surprised. He's a pastor, he's preaching. He said, please, don't lose your friend because of election. He said, because Atiku and Balati, nobody are friends. Forget all these ones they are doing. So you, you will now make enemies. Some people are traveling everywhere. Do you know what they are going to do? See, if you know politicians, eh, you won't fight your friend. You can, you can have your conviction of who you want to vote for. Vote for the person, but never go and make enemies. Like somebody said, you know what's a war? A war is where two old men who hate each other, send young men who don't know each other to kill each other. Then after the war is over, the old men will shake hands with each other and things go back to normal. Did you hear that? Because if things go the way we want it to go, one day Russia, Zelensky, and Vladimir Putin will shake hands and we will be clapping and giving them the Nobel Prize. Meanwhile, right now, possibly more than 50,000 young men have died. Then other people who are not combatants have died. Do you get my point? So let me just warn you. Don't let talk all the politics you want, but you, you are not allowed to quarrel. One of my classmates said something. He said eh, that my wife has joined them. I'm sending her back to her father. He was joking. <laughs> he said, these people, he said, my wife has not joined them. He said, don't worry. She's going back to her father's house. Now, okay, he was joking. All right, but you should never let such a thing happen. Never. But please, let's see that message. I don't know why I'm just finding out how to get to my message. See, this is the point I'm making now. Huh? The point is that the church must pray in agreement. You are not allowed to inside your heart. If you are coming to prayer, let us assume, like somebody said, so that I don't like I'm supporting anybody. I'm going to mention three. I'll even mention five. Whether you are supporting, whether you are, guys, whether you are articulated, or you are obedient, or you are jagaband, jagabandist, whatever it is, then you are. How do I call Suru when you are a looter? You know those are looter people. Whatever you are, when you go to God in prayer, first confess your sin. Say, Lord, I want to let you know that I'm articulated. I'm obedient. I'm a jagabandist. And, uh, you know, you felt, you, you, now I'm joking about that. I'm not joking. No. You say it as a confession of sin. That I'm approaching you. This is in my heart. But let me just let you know that it's just flesh. But in prayer, this is what I want to say. Let your will be done. What is your will? A righteous ruler. What is your will? 
a just ruler. What is your will? One under whom justice, freedom, security will, 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 will advance. What is your will? One who will allow the gospel to move from one end to the other. What is your will? One who can receive your wisdom to bring prosperity into the land. What is your will? One who can receive your wisdom to end, you know, communal clash. Just say all those things. Say, Lord, give him to us. We ask of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you get my point? You say that and you leave it there. Even though in your heart, you're either obedient, articulated, or a jagabandist. It doesn't matter. If that thought comes to your mind, say, Lord, you know, I'm thinking that this man will be good in that area. But you know, say, only you knows the heart of man. Some people even have good intentions. They don't have ability. I remember when Obasanjo ran against Olufala at that time. I was in Lagos. Most of us that were going to vote, at least around me, most people felt Olufala was better for the economy. And an average Nigerian did not want a former military man. Do you understand? We felt that this is just this guy is dropping their uniform, buying Agbada, and say continue in power. So I remember my personal disappointment when he won. But you know, after the first four years, we were thanking God that he won. Because God said, if you want democracy, or if democracy is what we are doing now, this is a man who can ensure it. The other man didn't have the, he didn't have the skill. And even if I were to give him the wisdom, you'd be too afraid. Because I worked with a military man, a senior military officer. That time he was a Navy, Navy captain. And he used to tell us in the office, the civilians, they don't know anything. I was looking at him and said, okay, what do you mean? He said, civilians don't know anything. I know because he's your senior, you don't know what to tell you. Okay, warn yourself. But, you know, you're just thinking, like, how can you be saying this kind of thing? He said, civilians don't know anything. He said, if they knew the meaning of power, Shagari could never have been toppled. I went like, sir, what do you mean? But military men talk with you. He didn't argue with us. He just left us. Why do you talk to people who don't know what they're talking about? We didn't know anything. He said, we, he said, the problem with civilians is that they don't know the meaning of power. He said, do you know what it means to be president? Then a person just came into power. A military man. He knew what it meant to be commander-in-chief. So he said, okay, first job to make sure this government will last the four years. Let's take care of the military. So you, you, those of you who know, you know the story. He called his former 2IC. You know what they call 2IC, second in command. Call his former 2IC. Hey, Danjuma, come. Danjuma was sick, very sick. Danjuma is saying to say, oh, God, I'm sick. He said, I will treat you. That one, ah, this man is sick. A person just says he's the only person I trust to do the job. Made him chief of a uh, defense minister. And two of them sat down and said, if you have ever held any political appointment as a military man, go home. In the first few weeks, they weeded all potential coup plotters out of Nigerian military. When that thing happened, I remember, I remember my boss, you know. I just remember the man saying, eh, this man used to tell us this, you know. He said, they know how it goes now. The man said, look, the people who do this are the ones who have tasted power before. So he, overnight, everybody, go home. It was a shock to the whole nation. Now, what am I talking about that? Do you know? We, we didn't know that was necessary. But God knew. So God appointed a man that we were not even wishing for. We were thinking of Naira and Kobo. We were thinking of this and that. A few years into his tenure, 
Every civil servant was buying a car. Ah, Nancy, all of us were carrying mobile phones. Do you know what? We would never have voted for him. Left to us. Well, God said, look, I know what I am. Do you don't know anything? You are judging with the sin of your eyes, the end of your ears. You don't have righteous judgment. So when you want to pray, this is how you pray. Confess your allegiance as a, a sin. Let me use the word sin now. That's the best way. As a def, de, deficiency. Confess it. Drop it. And say, God, you will now say something you don't really like to say, but you will make your mouth say it. And I'm commanding you to make your mouth say it. Say, Lord, what I want is a good president. I don't care where he's coming from. You know, God finds it hard to answer us. You know, some of us are praying for husband and wife. God says, I can't bless you. Because the man I want to give is currently in Jigawa. You are thinking of, uh, what's the name of your village? It's not you I'm talking about, it's a man I'm talking about. And so, it can't be you now. Huh? Ogu. Which part of Ogu? Magu Ogu. Ma Ogu. Maku. Maku. Is it, is it your traditional that like they address one old vehicle around town? He's the one. And I know who to harass when I'm not happy. I've also helped me mark him. If I can't catch your igwe, I'm coming to catch you. Is the one. Oh, finally, I got one of them. <laughs> the Lord is good. So, okay, give me the name of one village next to you. You are from Maku. Uh-huh. Eh? Ubo. <laughs> Even if I get it wrong, don't correct me. Let's just quickly do this thing. Give me another one on the left. Oh, Biago. Give me one in front. Mbidi, give me one behind. Ahachi. This guy, you know geography very well. It's very good. <laughs> so now, some, some people, as they are praying, Father, the name of Jesus, all they are saying, they've, they've taken one large circle and drawn it around these five villages with their own in the center. So, you, you, God, you can do anything. Create the man in that place. You are God of the universe. Create him in, the, in one of these areas. I can't travel far in case there's a problem in this family. Once you start like that, God, you'll look for one low-ranking angel. Nah, let me answer that prayer. The angel will now come and say, okay, I'm going to give you an assignment. Go and sow your seed. <laughs> you know when angels are sending up and they don't know what to do. Say, now you're going to fast for seven days. So God to call the angel. How are you guys doing? He said, she's still fast. After the fast, say, begin to prophesy. You will now go to the mountain. Two years later, you are praying nonsense prayer. God is not, God, he deployed for you one low-ranking angel. Those ones that used to guard small, small demons. <coughs> Why? Because his will is in Jigawa. His will is very far away from where you are thinking. So what, should, what kind of prayer should you pray? You go to God. Say, Lord, give me a good husband. Whom together we can do your will. Who relating with, I can get to know you more. Simple prayer like that. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't even say, God, let him be rich. Because that one says, it's not a sin. Because you love money. But you can pray things like, let him be responsible. Let him be faithful. Let him be dicking material. You know, digging material now. Yes, exactly. All those things, you know, you can pray. They're, they're, they're scripture. When you pray like that, God will now say, uh-huh. The next thing, your company will send you on a trip. You come back from Kenya. 
they start going back to Kenya. Then when they call us, say, brethren, I think I love Kenya. You don't marry Kenya and finish. You didn't think of it before. Or there's a small, like a small chance, like 0.001% that it can be from Marco, actually. Very unlikely. So don't even hope on it. And if I even, even hope on it, God will delete. Because there are things God doesn't want to do for you on the premise upon which you are asking them. Yes. I hope you're getting my point. Many times God can't answer our prayer because the prayers are not in line with his will. What do you call his will? His precepts. Recorded in scripture. The specific will is not your business. It doesn't concern you. When I was young, those with learning faith, they told us to write everything on the wall. After all, you know the funny thing? The kind of woman I wanted to marry at that time was because I watched, what's the name of the film? Ten Commandments. I went to marry an Egyptian woman. She didn't have to be from Egypt, but she had to look Egyptian. Let me not say more than that. There was a time I loved a particular type of message because I watched Coming to America. When our king's father arrived. Many of the things you love in this life, you know, some of you, like one, I read one article, one guy said, his father says, anything you ask for, I will give you. Just pass your exam. So the boy said, that if I pass, you will give me braces for my teeth. So he read very hard because his father promised. And he passed. So after the result came out, yes, daddy, you promised. So the father had to fulfill his promise. And I took him to the dentist. Please, my son needs braces. The dentist said, that's our business. Sit down. Sat on the chair, examines the boy's teeth. Perfect. Ah. So he came back. Excuse me, sir. You said the boy needs braces. And he said, that's why he said he wants braces. Ah. We don't give braces because you want braces. So he sat the boy down and said, oh boy, sorry, why do you need braces? He said, Bonner boy wears braces. The guy was looking at the father and said, you brought your son. <laughs> because his music, what is it? Idol. So the guy wrote the article because he was pained. Now what kind of parents do we have these days? Many people are praying stupid prayers based on wrong premises and expect God to answer. I said, okay, so who's God here now? Maybe I should pray to you. You will answer me. Yeah, because the way it's going, the Lord doesn't even understand who's God anymore. That, that's the problem. So when we talk about the will, we have to agree with his precepts. The number, there's one, I think it was the reference that, that listed the number of points in which you must agree with God. I can't remember the points now. But there are different points in life you must agree with him on all of those points when you want to pray. Otherwise, your prayer will not work. The prayer won't work. I can say that categorically is a major problem the church has in this nation their prayers are not working because they can't agree on serious things. Please teach everybody for this election coming up. Say, Lord, in summary, let your will be done, not our will. Let your will be done. Not, some of the people, listen, if, like I said, tell God the exact thing that's righteous and important that you're asking for. After all, many people run to go to Canada, man. They don't even know where the president is coming from. Do they know? What's the name of that president? Is it Justin Trudeau? Is that his name? Yes, Justin. Yes, oh, I got this right. Yes, uh, surprise. Which part of Canada is he from? Is he from Alberta? <laughs> Obiago, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. What's just like is good roads, yeah. constant power, security, 
can buy a bow if you want, you know, things like that. <laughs> you don't know in Canada you can buy a bow from a shop. You don't know, yes, no. Oh, you didn't know that? This thing working doesn't know many things. So these are things what some people are looking to Canada because they can buy wood without police pursuing them. <laughs> the point I'm making is that actually there are, there are things you really want. List them down and say, Lord, give me and my brethren a leader that will do this for us. Stick with that. Because if God were to do it, you will even, and decide to use your enemy, you wouldn't mind. Go and read your Bible. You know the Egyptians, Egyptians, they didn't like the Hebrews. You know what happened? They looked down on them. Yes. They were, they were shepherds. Egyptians didn't believe Why should a normal human being be a shepherd? That's why when, when his brothers came into Egypt, Joseph had to separate them. Joseph had to keep them in another place. Because the Egyptians wouldn't eat with them. And they knew. Because, you know, these Jews don't hide for too long. They knew the history of um, Joseph. They knew how he got to Egypt. They knew how he got promoted. And they didn't care. Do you know why? He solved all their problems. When his father and his brothers came, they gave them, they gave them fertile ground. Go to Goshen. Now all of us used to know we have Goshen estate, Goshen, everything is Goshen. It was an Egyptian plot of land. They gave them a choice plot. Go and stay there because you are shepherds. They allowed them to come with their flock. Why? Joseph solved all the problems. Joseph preserved their lives. Pharaoh was becoming very rich as a king. Egypt was prospering. You know why Egypt was prospering? Because of Joseph, I'm trying to say, did you, did you notice that people were bringing money from outside? Because they heard there was food in Egypt. The land was economically vibrant. So they didn't care where Joseph came from. So when you want to pray, that's what it means to pray in line with the will. Toss away your emotions and please stop going to beer palace. You know what I mean by Behaving Jesus that have no meaning, that don't work godliness at all. They don't quote one scripture. And when it's now time to pray, you are now praying according to Beapalo will. Instead of his will. Listen, people of God, the church, let me explain it again. Praying for the next election, the church must speak with one voice. Let me say what, they, what I mean when I say one voice. I mean the church in Enugu. And the one in Lafia, the church in Jalingo, and the one in Ibadan, the church in Makodi, and the one in Cross River, what, what the name of the Calabar, the church in Uyo, and the one in Bogu. You know what's Bogu? Thank you. So you don't even know. You don't know where Jagaban got his title from. It's from Niger State, I think. There's a town called Bogo. It's Jagaban of Bogo. You don't know. This dude okay. doesn't know many things. So. <laughs> this is everything we will tell you. Apostle, you lecture one hour every day on things he doesn't know. So the church everywhere must agree on the same thing when they are praying. Now, I think you cannot easily understand. They can't agree on the same candidate. No, they can't. They can't agree on where the candidate should come from. They can't. 
They can't agree on the age or educational qualification of the candidate. Others, they can't. They can't. But they can agree on certain things. For example, they can agree that he will be a good leader. They can agree that whatever leader will be leader that will promote justice. They can agree that he will promote peace. They can agree that he will be the will of God. So we must limit our prayers to what we all can agree on. Once we bring disagreement into our prayer, it becomes ineffective. Now, please, get my point. When you leave the place of prayer, you can be doing your political analysis. God is not even taking you serious. Because in those days of voting, all of you will go and vote, and the church will go vote for five different candidates minimum. Some will vote for Labour Party, APC, PDP. Which one is a Luther boy in? You know, in AMPP. Who, who admit him to AMPP? Anyway, a Luther. Okay. ACVA. A Luther Continua Victoria Sata Party. <laughs> all those parties. God knows we vote for all different parties. But in the midst of our voting and the voting of the other people that he doesn't listen to, he will choose for us the good leader that we want. I've emphasized again the importance of praying in what? Agreement. So, now I was saying something earlier. If you are leading people to pray on a thing like that, people of God, pastors, man of God, don't, don't leave them to use their own words. You create confusion. Tell them exactly what to say. Read, gather like four verses of scripture. Read them. Expound them a bit. Then let everybody rise and read those scriptures together. Then they will do one or two things. Either they will repeat after you or they will be silent and you will speak and they will say amen. Or you give them words to use to say amen. You can create words like, that will be done in this nation as it is recorded in heaven. Now you will preach, say, say amen. They will say, that will be done, Father, as it is recorded in heaven. That will be done on this, in this nation as it is recorded in heaven. That would be you know, like what Catholics would call the responsorial psalm. Yeah. Anglicans have responses like that also. You teach it to them, and then you utter the words, and they will repeat. So, the, like I said, I don't even want anybody to, don't even say anything. Don't speak in tongues. No, don't. You speak in tongues of angels, or people are speaking in tongues of men. It's no good. Let's, oh, let's all say the same thing. And then we'll say, in Jesus' name, amen. And then we'll go home. And if you can record that prayer, play it again and again. And say amen to it again and again in your homes. And if we can get the church to do it nationwide, God will work miracles for us. Right now, I see pray- <laughs> when I see the way Christians are praying, pastors are prophesying. I saw one in Abuja the other day analyzing Muslim, Muslim ticket. And I was looking at the person. I said, Is this what the Holy Spirit? Obviously, you know, there are people you know they are not praying. You just know they are not praying. Because if you have been praying, there are things you will not say. You, you are talking to people who are praying that we are going to get our cards. And we're all going to vote. And you are implying one candidate. Are you all right? Of course, you're not speaking for God. You're not speaking for God. I dare to say, all the prayers prayed from that church, God does not listen. Yes, I know you can get angry with me, but that's a fact. You're not praying his will. You've not said anything recorded in scripture. You are analyzing things you don't understand. I mean, I told you, yeah, the, the elections, those who listen to me, they always misjudge who I voted for. 
This one that you can't even judge who I'm voting for. How will you know when I don't even know for sure? And I don't finish campaigning. I won't even say anything to you. So only people who are those people that gather at the back there that may suspect. One of our very close brothers, when I told him I voted for that election, he couldn't believe it. He said, sir. I said, uh-huh. He said, but you said? I said, what did I say? I reminded him of what I said, that it was his interpretation that I assumed it was one, one person. But I voted for the opposite. He couldn't believe it. Why? Because my own persuasion is irrelevant. As, a, as one speaking by the Spirit, you have to say what the Spirit is saying. I hope you're getting my point. It's not how you feel. I give this man an example there, Larry Bucket. So one day a man came to his office. He told him everything that happened between him and another brother. They were doing business. And he said he's going to sue. And he said, so it's not to uh, Larry Bucket. So what do you think I should do? Larry Bucket said, I think you should sue him. Ah, that guy was so happy. Ah, well, I think you should take him to court. Sue him for everything he has. That one was so happy. Thank you, sir. I wanted to hear what you would say. So the guy got up to leave. Larry Bucket said, please wait. Oh. I've told you what I think of. Oh. I've not told you what the Lord thinks. Uh uh-uh. So the guy reluctantly sat down, opened the scripture. You say, Is the brother in your church? Yes. I'm sorry, you can't take him to court before an unbelieving judge. But, sir, quoted a few scriptures, showed him what to do. Sir, the advice I'm giving you is making me feel bad. But it's the word of God. You either obey me or obey God. If I were you, I would obey God. He gave him his own counsel first to set the guy up. And then gave him the <laughs> counsel of God. There are times, no, you do, you, 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 you're advising somebody and you are looking like, this is I'm telling you, me, I can't do it. So I'm advising you, so I can't do it. If I'm the one, I'll shoot that guy first, but let's just give you the word of God. <laughs> Love your enemies. Do good to them. You know, that despise will use you. So me, why give me his address so that I can kill him for you. Because that's what you feel like doing, killing somebody. But you give the word of God, then go home and go and get angry. You get on your knees and, Lord, purify my heart so that I may obey thee. And they will think, you know, everybody thinks their pastors are nice people. Their wives will be looking like, you don't know this guy. Okay, you will just be praising him then. They <laughs> 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 she's anointed on the pulpit. When they reach his house, when they, are, when they are anointed, don't come out. I know what it is like. Because they say, ah, how are you? God bless you. God bless you, sister. How are you? It's well with you. It's good. The Lord be with you. And the wife I'm looking like, say, eh? Say, <laughs> <laughs> no, my husband be this. <laughs> That's why I had to tell young women, if any pastor of your church is chasing you, tell him to leave you alone. It's deception. Tell him, so pastor, let me go to another church for six months and I don't, and I don't hear you preach. I don't know whether God is speaking. This is the way suit, and we come to church. Them, ah, the Lord was speaking to me this morning. <laughs> I will now go and marry you. When I reach out, the both of us are unspiritual in normal life. <laughs> said, no, I don't want trouble. <laughs> the Lord is good. What am I saying? Pastors understand that you cannot impose your will on the people of God. No, you just have to give them the will of God. They will just pray in agreement with what God has spoken. You know, like you said concerning husband and wife, many people teach husbands and wives how to love each other and relate with each other. And they continually fail. Do you know why? These instructions of God, if you are here when we're recording for radio, when was that? Yesterday. We explained that. 
that the instructions of God cannot be obeyed by the flesh. So God gives the instruction, then he gives you the ability to obey it. So when Jesus said, love your wife, as Christ loved the church, okay, Jesus that loved the, loved the church, why was he in the garden? Why didn't you just say that, ah, I gave himself for her, let's go to the cross, amen, cross, here we come, I love my people. Did he do that? What did he do? Went to the garden and prayed. Without the prayer and the strengthening of the spirit, he couldn't give himself for her. I hope you're getting my point here. So when we give instruction, submit yourself to your own husband with your PhD. Hey. Forget that, you know. Husband, this submit. No, 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 no. What the Lord actually meant was that we submit in spirit as we are submitting to one another in the Lord. All is this fleshly interpretation of clear scripture. Why? It's hard to obey. Do you get my point? The only way you can obey, that's where I was going. Listen to this. I was talking about agreement. So instead of us teaching ourselves just to love husband, wife, love your wife, in Abby? What did I say just now? How to love your wife and husband, wives submit to you. Teach both of them to love the Lord and submit to the Lord first. Remember the triangle? As they are climbing the triangle towards the Lord, they are coming closer to each other. So that is when love your wives becomes easy. Because the person is first of all loving the Lord, getting closer to the Lord. The anointing of the Spirit is flowing into the individual. Listen. What I want to say is not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing. Okay, it's a bad reality which can be subjected to the Spirit. Women are the most stubborn creatures on the earth. So never... (laughs) What it is... So, all you men that expect your wives to be submissive, better marry a woman who loves the Lord. The only person they fear is God. <laughs> I hope you are hearing what I'm saying. So, just I'm just advising you, single men, marry a woman who loves the Lord. I'm not saying it because my wife is here, but the truth is that I know how to catch her. The Lord is not happy about this. You will submit immediately. <laughs> if I just make it clear that what you are doing displeases the Lord, the kid don't fear. But if I want to do, I'm the man in this house. Well, I'm an robot. Let me just warn you. <laughs> that is what will come. She has never told me that. I'm just telling you. That's what, that's what the flesh will say. You want to use a goju? You say I have muscle, and they bring hot oil for your face. You could not say no, be only muscle. So I'm just advising you, single men, marry a woman who loves the Lord. If you go and marry Kim Kardashian because she's fine, <laughs> Ahab is your portion. You will go to funny temples you wouldn't believe. Sometimes I think about it, I say, God. And you know God forbids you from subduing your wife. Yeah, read your Bible. He never said, subdue thy wives. He said, love your wife. Normally, when you want something to be submissive, what do you do? You subdue. So some men, when they have wives that don't love the Lord, they subdue the woman. It's called domestic violence. When they slap her like this, you go be. 
When they kick on like this, you go roll. Say, I'm warning this, if you try me again. Then the girl will go say, okay, sorry, sir, no go down again. Then go buy a dagger, put under the knife table. Then one night you get up, you go bring that clothes. Madam, leg back, no shit. That's that's Lagos land. Say, I go tap my wine for your side. It is the door. <laughs> you go look like ah, waiting because I wear. We go come on with for you. Know, drop that guy for ground. Say ah, ah, waiting to help him. So, so God didn't give you that option of subdue the wife. The woman either chooses to be submissive or bros. There is nothing you can do. Frustration will just kill you. Just you just be walking on the road at fifty one. Your brain will just actually go bust. They say, what did happen? They will never guess that it's your wife. So I'm advising all you single guys. Any woman, what they give you, you know they go to church, no marry her. How good are Any woman that you, you drop a book after one month. Hey, have you read how to work for God? Okay, the book is too big. Am I supposed to read it? <laughs> Just be thinking, just, as you are looking at her, just be thinking of Jezebel. So that's your pastor said, he talks too long, I don't even understand. And she's saying like her nails are long. Just... <laughs> you say, you ask, pastor, is pastor married? Don't follow any fine guy in church, just advise him. <laughs> if I don't even look for it, just come at me, pastor, okay, but he will arrange you. This one, don't even need to trust <laughs> Make it easy for him now, have you? Because when you're a pastor now, you're single. It's kind of hard, man. So, because some, some people are in choir because of you. So they, they don't miss Bible study. It's just because of this. Is your, your haircut. Is this his haircut? <laughs> some of these pastors said, I don't go to the cost problem. Are you just fine like this? Are you good to the pastor? That is good. What I'm going to say is, you see, guys, you see, except the woman loves the Lord, you are doomed. They will, she will kill you with frustration. No, think about it. You're a teacher in a school where they don't flog children. I'm supposed to teach them. I say, you negotiate with children. I can never teach in America. Secondary school, primary school, lie, lie. I'm teaching in Nigeria and I'm not in a rich people's school. Any school where the kids are, they don't wash their own clothes, you know, they don't sweep the hostel, the cleaner will come and vacuum in the morning, they leave the dirty laundry outside. I can't teach them. When I come to class, I have the rod of God in my hand. <laughs> it's frustrating. When you are given instruction to command people, you can't discipline their disobedience. That's how it is with a wife and a husband. God doesn't give you the ability to discipline. Even though they use tight discipline, no. But that discipline is disobedience to God, too. So God will now punish you for disobeying Him, too. You know what I mean? He said, Because you don't listen to me, I won't give you money again. God will now punish you. You don't love thy wife. <laughs> okay, if you give her money now, you are rewarding bad behavior. So what are you now going to do? So to prevent that, please, what did I say? Marry a woman who loves the Lord. I hope all of you are hearing. 
Say, Pastor, what about the women? They won't for another day. We are talking to the men today. Pastor, she you hear everything I said today now? Because of only you now begin marriage seminar. Now prayer seminar will be in Como. Eh? I need to see your suit when you are going to church on Sunday. Apostle, no, we have to help this guy. Because these young young women these days. They like fine handsome pastors. They don't know they don't have money. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Now, oh, oh, how did we get to that? I was trying to explain to you that it's as you are loving the Lord, as you are agreeing with the Lord individually, that you get closer to one another. It's why I don't like marriage books that teach trick techniques and all of that. Buy flour, make food, some, you know, psychology. I don't like them. Somebody says stomach is the quickest way to, to a, a man's heart. I said that statement was made by either a boy who thought he was a man or a hungry man. No normal man believes that nonsense. You okay, you agree? No. Yeah, with, I don't agree with you. I better agree with you. <laughs> oh, that is good. All <laughs> oh, those psychological talk, we don't agree. There's no marriage book that's not founded upon the love of Christ that I will read. No. You have to love Christ. Because as he's drawing you close to him, you find yourself closer to your wife, closer to your husband. And I'm telling you, matter of fact, I've been married for almost, I'm, I'm, Apostle, how long now? <laughs> One yourself. He said 22 years. So you want to cut away six months from my progress. <laughs> I've done more than 22 years. Come on, stop that. From, I can tell you from experience. Without Jesus in the home, it's a useless place. Only the fear of God creates a, mar- a Christian marriage. Only the fear of God. It's just the fear of God. So we move closer to the Lord. So don't think, don't, don't come and say, ah, husband, how do you, there's no, how do you? Now, so damn me and your wife come to my house, say, Pastor, how do you take manage? Because you two of you are looking nice every time. I said, I'm in a prayer. There's nothing else. I married a Niger Delta girl. They are not known for being... Do you get what I'm saying? But this one loves the Lord. That is what you are seeing, no? I hope you are getting my point. If my wife is crying, I say, God said, stop crying. She will stop. It's called loving the Lord. In the same manner, if the church wants results in life, hmm? they have to agree with Christ. It's each, as each individual is agreeing with Christ they will find that without saying anything further, without talking to each other, the one in Adamawa and the one in Enugu, they are in agreement. And they've never spoken on the phone. And that's why pastors will have a responsibility to teach the truth. Listen to me. Any truth that cannot equally apply to the Fulani Christian, at the same time as the Igbo Christian, at the same time as the Jibawa Christian, at the same time as the Bibio Christian, as a Yoruba Christian, as a Hausa Christian, that truth is not the truth of Christ. So as you are pre- preaching and you are praying, ask yourself, if a Fulani man was here, what would this prayer be like? Just think about it. We want to pray, we have to tell all brethren from Hausa land, Fulani land, Yoruba land, and uh, Wiki land, sorry, what the, where did Wiki come from? Rivers. Rivers, you should go it outside. You know, it will not work. Because as they are going out, Jesus is also going out. And demons are coming in. 
You know, once the spirit of God departs, an evil spirit comes. So let's bear it in mind. I believe very strongly. See, we have to fight for what God wants to do. What did I say? Say it again. Yes. If we don't, he keeps delaying it. And the way by which we fight is with his word. We drop our own opinions, how we feel, how we don't feel. We just stick to what he says. This is a prophetic word which you have heard over time. God has a special purpose for this country. I told you I was reading Pai Elton's biography again. All right? And I saw that thing dotted all over the place. I heard those words from, um, uh, what's his name? The German man, Rehan Banke. I heard them from him. I have my personal conviction. You know, I, I met a young guy today. As he entered into my office, I saw the name tag. So I said, hey, where are you from? He said, from Moyo, from Ibado. I said, what's the meaning of your name? He couldn't tell me. So I educated him on the meaning of his name. He didn't know who I was. How, how did you arrive here? And he said, no, that he, just, that he grew up in the bottom, began to squeeze the bottom, just said, no, let him go somewhere else. So he came here to come and do his house job. And everybody in the office, they were so impressed. They said, God will bless you. I was so impressed. He said that, no, he's been, I said, no, he said, there's, a, there's something they do these days. They have to post people around. So he chose to come to the east. I was so glad. So how long have you been around? A few months. We talked a bit. I said, aha. So we're not joking, but after now, where are you going to serve? Ah, well, I said, well, maybe they'll post me. Yeah, he would like that very much. Uh-huh. I said, it's people like you that we need in this country. After I had spoken with him for a long time, I told him my name. I said, okay, you know, remove your mask. We identified him. Got to know him. The, the question I asked him, the guy was like, ah. I said, what's your name? I told you know, I, one question would lead to another. Before I told him that, look, this is my name, so you understand why I speak the language, I understand everything. But all of us in the office said, God will bless you. You chose it was a free will to come all the way from Ibadan, to come and stay with us in Enugu for one year. I think from his talk, he had never crossed the Niger. Just made up his mind that, no, let him that, just sit down all my life. Come on, let me go and see other people. Let me see how other people live. Yet you see committed Christians who say that what we need is a shock to divide this country around the ring. <laughs> let me just tell you, <laughs> you are fighting against the Lord. You are. The purpose that God has, he needs people. You see, why he set up preachers and preaching is that they have to prophesy his will and the people will take it, they hold on to it, pray with it, live by it, then the will will come to pass. You hear what I said? God teaches you his will, the preacher will prophesy his will, then those who hear the will will believe the will, pray with the will, and live by that will. Then that will will come to pass. If God is going to do a great thing through this nation, it will be because me and you pray the right prayers. Now let me tell you what God wants to do. In the immediate period, not the ultimate purpose, but to give us peace. All these headsmen crises that you hear, communal clashes, village attacks, he wants to end it. Amen. And he's going to end it. Amen. In a short while, one day you hear somebody was kidnapped. They say, ah, do they, do this, they still do things like that? Then it will hit you that you have not heard it in maybe 18 months. And then as you're finishing reading that news, another news will drop in that the person has been found and the kidnappers caught. This one that people just ask for 100 million and they will get away. It is going to come to end to an end very soon. Amen. It's going to come to an end very soon. Amen. Many of these things, look, let me tell you something here. 
in the midst of all the crisis, the Lord is, is actually grinding an engine. Something is getting, you know, he's still doing good on that ground. A time will come that all this darkness will suddenly disappear. Amen. Yes, it will disappear. It will disappear. The darkness that's covering anything, you, didn't, you won't know there's good under because there's so much darkness on top. But the light of God is coming and it will dispel the darkness. Amen. Just these people, you know, if the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? Will he find faithfulness? Will he find people who hold on to him and decide that, no, we are going to hold on to the Lord until he brings these things to pass? Look, in the immediate, what I've said now is what he's going to do. He's going to give you peace. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. When I say you, and I mean you personally, you listening to me. I don't mean you, you know, the group. You, the Lord will give you peace. Amen. Then the Lord will give this nation peace. Amen. The Lord will bring you prosperity. Amen. His church in this nation, the Lord will cause her to prosper. Amen. And the Lord will bring prosperity to this whole nation. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Then later, no, that's like in the immediate. As that is taken off, we'll begin to execute the real reason why I created this nation. Oh, when I, when I think about Nigeria sometimes, eh? There's a church I was thinking about the other day, and I felt like crying for certain reasons. I said, no, they could be better than this. I saw the potential. And if you know enough, <laughs> when you talk about potential, Nigeria gets. Oh, Nigeria has. We can farm enough wheat to feed Africa. Yeah, I'm not joking. Wheat. The land mass is enough to farm wheat, enough to feed Africa. We have that amount of arable land. We don't have to import wheat for what? I said we do. The plan that Deshino had when he was um, Minister for Agric was that we will become a net exporter of rice. I think by this year, was it last year? I think this year there was a plan. That we will become net exporter. But that we're going to become, I think, the fourth largest producer. Why I have to say net exporter is that we eat a lot of it. But that we will produce enough to be able to export after we have satisfied our own and we can do it. I was talking to about two weeks ago. One of, our, the, one of the ministers there showed you know, the, on his property, he can grow corn. This corn. No, no, was that one corn or millet? I've forgotten. He can grow it three times a year. He says irrigation. Everywhere was dry. If you see his field green. How did you do this? He says irrigation. He said irrigate. told me at the time in the morning and the time in the evening that, that, that his gardener does that. Ah, and one pastor had already preached that hunger is by choice. So when we saw it, he said, ah, ah, you are right. Hunger is really by choice in this nation. That we choose to be hungry. Look, if it is cow, we can produce enough for the whole of Africa to eat. And of course, we produce enough crude. Forget the crude, we have enough. But from, I think later on this year, we need 450,000 barrels refined a day for our own consumption. The Angote refinery alone is going to be refined 600,000 barrels a day. I know that's not the only refinery. There are a lot of other small, small refineries they are building here and there. So in a short while, we'll be producing at least twice the amount of refined products that we need. Because of Ukraine war, Nigerian export of urea fertilizer multiply like, is it five-fold? Is it how many-fold? Over five-fold. When Ukraine and Russian war started, you know where they turned to look for fertilizer? Europe came to Lagos to come and buy fertilizer. Because Ukraine was a major producer. Now they have crisis. He said, where do we go? He said, go to Lagos. So it was negotiation. Or Galico. What do we do for us? 
I'm telling you potential. Let's, we're still talking about physical things. Though. We'll never talk about the human beings. We're not, we're not talking about the human beings yet. The human beings. Go and ask Strive Masiwa. When Masiwa came to start a kunet in Nigeria, he said they should advertise for him for some cat- category of people, including engineers. Hey, when he came to work, he saw the applications. She said, no, 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 there are too many that... It put this criteria, this and this and this, so that to weed up people. You have to have this experience, have training in this and that. So next time he came to work, he saw the pile, huge. Ah, so he told them that, you guys don't seem to get it. I said, do this, this and this, and sort it before I come. They said, sir, that is the sorted one. Ah, he picked it, checked. Ah, the people that qualified. He said, that's what we kept for you. You know what he said? Why is Nigeria saying they have oil? You don't need oil with this kind of manpower. He said, no, what you have is in your head. And of course, you know, the most educated group of people in the United States as of today is Nigerians. They are more educated than the whites as a group. The Nigerian community, they are the most educated. They will give you the facts and figures. Numbers that are professionals, numbers that have master's degree, PhDs, who are ah. So when someone, that time Donald Trump was saying some things. People gave him the figures, said, oh, God, leave that thing. These people are not the problem to us. They, they feed, that is, they impute heavily into this economy. Now, God created that nation. It's not by chance. That's the point I'm making. It was a creation. It was a creation. It was a creation. And he created that for a purpose. And you know what? This is my generation. We will fulfill that purpose. Amen. In this your generation, we will fulfill that purpose. Amen. All the horns that have scattered the nation, the carpenters are coming to come and scatter the horns that have scattered this nation. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know where the carpenters will start from? They will start from inside the church. They will, start, they will scatter wrong doctrines, lying doctrines, dividing doctrines, you know, false prophecies. Oh, they're all over the place, false prophets. The carpenters will come and they will scatter all of them. They will confound all false spirits that is inside the church. Listen, when churches start breaking, don't be... Look, listen, come on. When, when truth comes, churches will break. Don't what's happening to the body of Christ. What is happening that God is removing the dead woods and the dead... No, it's called pruning. That's what's going to happen. Look, let's add to our feet. I have spoken longer than I planned. You know, we'll keep coming back, Abby. We'll continue to pray. <laughs> Where I want to start from today, we'll do that one next time. Well, let's give a lot of thanks. Let's give a lot of thanks. Let's just give a lot of thanks. Let's give him thanks. Let's give a lot of thanks. I wanted to specifically thank God for this nation at this point in time. You say you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So he put us in here to affect this nation. So thank God for the nation he has sent you to affect just say, Lord, we thank you for this nation. Just use my words. Say, Lord, we thank you for this nation. We thank you for Nigeria. It's your creation. Thank you for prospering her. Thank you for keeping her. Thank you for prospering her. Thank you for keeping this nation. Thank you for the diversity from the north to the south, from the east to the west. Thank you for the truth of the gospel that is growing in this land. Thank you for the truth of the gospel that is growing in this land. Thank you for the plan you have for her. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Give the Lord praise. Say, Lord, we give you thanks. Because indeed, there is nothing by, that's a matter of chance in this land. Lord, but you have proposed it. Thank you for the pruning, for the cleansing, even for the troubles that we have had. 
but Lord, we know the indignation is coming to an end. Thank you, Lord, because this indignation is coming to an end. Lord, in agreement with you, we begin to prophesy. I want us to begin to prophesy in this nation. Everything that I have said, we'll prophesy. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Say after me, Father, in the name of Jesus. This nation will serve your purpose. Say, this indignation will come to an end. All headsmen crisis, all clashes in the bushes, clashes with farmers, they will come to an end. In the name of Jesus. Say, peace will return. In the ro- on the roads. Peace will return on the farms. Peace will return everywhere. In the name of Jesus. Say, it shall come to pass in a short while that the scourge of kidnapping will come to an end. Say, it shall come to pass in a short while that the scourge of banditry will come to an end. Say, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, Peace in the name of Jesus. Say it again from the north to the south, from the east to the west, and every nook and cranny of this nation. As the people of God, we command peace in the name of Jesus. Quickly, let's read read Psalm 46 again. It's my favorite psalm in that regard. Psalm number 46. Psalm number 46. That psalm is so loaded, and I think it's very appropriate for this nation at this particular point in time. Are you there? I want us to read the same version, please. If you don't have the one we use, that's New American Standard. Please, again, let me say it. All the versions are okay. I'm just choosing New American Standard so that we all sound alike. And that's the one I read normally. And since I'm the, <laughs> I'm the preacher, right? I'm the one leading the meeting. If it's your turn, use your own Bible. What's wrong with King James? Just the language. Nothing wrong with the good Bible. But just I don't like the English. It confuses my soul. So I, I like simpler English. So when I have to go that way, I use New King James. All right, just so that I make life easier. So all versions are okay. So but let's just use this one. Are you there? Or right, I want to let's go. Let's read together. I want to let's go. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam. Though the mountains quake at a swelling pride, for there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Six, the nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Amen. Amen. We declare Jesus is Lord. Amen. We say it again, Jesus is Lord. Amen. He will be exalted amongst all the nations in this country. Amen. He will be exalted on the earth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we are praying again, Lord, the purpose for which you created this nation will be served. Amen. In our generation, we will see it come to pass. Amen. From here, your truth will be spread across Africa. Amen. 
from here, your truth will be spread across South America. Amen. From here, your truth will move into the whole of Asia. Amen. From here, your truth will move across Europe. Amen. It will move in North America. Amen. It will move in South America. Amen. It will move in Australia. Amen. It will move on all the islands of this earth. Amen. From here, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you know when Russia first came, that's when the Iron Curtain fell that time and Russia opened. The first country to rush in with the gospel was Nigeria. Did you know that? Oh, yes. It will happen again. Amen. I said it will happen again. Amen. So in the name of Jesus, the purpose for which God created this nation will be fulfilled. Amen. Science and wonders will begin to follow the mention of the name of Jesus. Amen. In the church, all lying prophets will be silenced. Amen. All lying pulpits will be uprooted. Amen. All lying pulpits will be uprooted. Amen. All lying assemblies will be closed down. Listen, every assembly that does not glorify Jesus will be closed down. Amen. It will happen. This is not, it's not like wishing again. People just start living one day. Some buildings will even collapse just for the sake of collapsing. And they won't see anybody to rebuild it. But Jesus will be exalted. Amen. We say it again, Jesus will be exalted. Amen. Concern the next election, we say it again. The one that rules in righteousness will mount that throne. Amen. The one that will rule in righteousness will mount that throne. The one that will do the will of God will mount that throne. What are we talking about? Presidency of Nigeria. As the church of God, we're saying the will of God will be done. Amen. The will of God will be done. Amen. Please, it is forbidden for any pastor to direct people how to vote. That's candidate. Go and vote for this person. The Lord says, no, don't do that. Vote according to your conviction on the principles of righteousness. Please, everything you do is a spiritual seed. Vote according to your conviction on the principle of righteousness. Don't worry, the Lord will tackle the rest. But we say as a group, the body of Christ, the will of God will be done. Amen. You know, I've been saying there are three elections, right? Which first one? Primaries. primaries. They've done primaries. Next one? Second. Second is one that all of us will go and vote. What is tertiary? The one that God will not decide who will sit on the throne. There are those who want primary, one secondary. <laughs> they fail the tertiary exam. God said, no, you will, not, you, you, you will not sit here. We've seen people die before they are inaugurated. We have seen people removed by the Supreme Court after the, just before the inauguration. We have seen those who have been inaugurated yet. <laughs> Supreme Court said, no, that inauguration is, is null and void and of no effect. It's called tertiary. And we say together as people of God, the tertiary of God will stand. Amen. Listen, no one that God did not choose will mount the throne. Amen. Father God, we say, choose for us the one who will do your will for us. Amen. The will of establishing righteousness, Amen. security, Amen. justice, Amen. prosperity, Amen. peace for us to live in, Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Anyone that will not do what God wants, he won't get there. Don't care how popular you are, how rich you are, how popular you are, not whatever it is. If God says, no, this man will not do my will. When God rejected Saul, what was the basis for choosing David? He said, I found a man after my heart who will do all my desires. Lord, give us a man who will do your desire. Amen. Give us that one that will do your desire. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as I know this politicking period, give us peace. Amen. We don't want to hear some people fought and somebody died. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Or the day of election, some people began to shoot. People ran and fell into the canal and died. No, Lord, we want peace. Amen. We want peace. 
You know, have you noticed something, something in this country? Yeah, the when we have those elections that are off cycle, they are very, very peaceful. Yes. You've noticed it. Uh-huh. You know, Anambra last time, apart from that Ihala area, everything was quiet, then they, re- they came back to the, do that one. Yes, God gave us peace through the government sent a lot of security people, AKT. The only problem they had was arresting those who were sharing money. <laughs> you know that's what happened. Yes, they came and raided where some people were sharing money. But the election was relatively quite peaceful, and people were people like Chooks, where Chooks, they were monitoring the count on the INEX server, and that uh, uh, electronic um, transmission was working. They were monitoring it in real time on INEX server. You know what that means? It can be done. So, Father God says, spread that peace across the nation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Not just the national election, but what I mean is, even as each party is having their primaries or whatever it is, Lord, grant us peace in this land. We, your people, we are asking in agreement. This prayer, you know, if you pray this kind of prayer with a full animal present, it doesn't have any problem. No. It doesn't have any problem. It's called praying according to the will of God. And listen, he said, if you do it, he hears us. If we do this, he hears us. Let's give him thanks because he has heard us. Say, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for what you have heard us. Thank you for what you have heard us.